At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time for Rush Hour with Danny Burke, presented by Bet Rivers. What's happening, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome into another edition of Rush Hour presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, your host, broadcasting live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook per usual. And we got an exciting show to look forward to this evening. Rick Kamla of Series XM NBA Radio and the Give and Go Show. Uh, he'll be hopping on in 10 minutes. Let's get his thoughts on tonight's slate of NBA games. Some notable news with the Sixers, of course, Joel Embiid, a slight meniscus tear in his knee. He's going to be out tonight. What kind of impact is that going to have on the Sixers, not only this evening, but potentially throughout the rest of the postseason? We'll be sure to dabble into that before we bring on Rick and with Rick himself, as well as some of the other games tonight, the future odds, updated series prices, and much more like we typically have been doing throughout this NBA playoffs. Uh, we'll get some NHL bets coming your way, a couple of good games to look forward to. First game in the second round series between the Canadians and the Jets. I got a play in that one, which we briefly teased yesterday. We'll touch on that and Colorado and Vegas like we typically do. We got some prop action tonight with a plethora of games that's going to be displayed on the hardwood. Another play that we'll have with some props. And Derek Cardi does a fantastic job with the analytics and just giving you updates and great info surrounding baseball for VEASAN contributor to ESPN, Roto-Grinders, and much more. He'll be joining us toward the end of the show in about 45 minutes, so we'll touch on some baseball as well. But before we get into the deepness of all the other sports, let's kind of start with what we 
you know, brought up originally, and that being Joel Embiid and the Sixers. And we'll kind of just start by previewing this game that's going to be tipping off more than likely in probably 10 minutes or so in Philadelphia. The Sixers looking to close out the Wizards. Washington getting the dub in the last game. However, in this bounce-back spot for Philadelphia, they opened as a six-and-a-half-point favorite. That number's come down a little bit. We see it at six currently at Bet Rivers. In terms of the money line, Philadelphia lane minus 240. The Wizards plus 195 on the buyback. Total open at about 230 and a half. Only a slight move, but it is toward the under. Now we see it at 229 and a half. It is shaded to the over, minus 113. The under, minus 109. So again, no Joel Embiid this evening with that small meniscus tear in his right knee. He will be day-to-day. -day. He is out in this game. Seth Curry was also questionable, but it looks like he is probable and is going to be playing in this matchup tonight. Now, look, I do think Philadelphia gets the job done in this spot. It's hard to imagine that they lose back-to-back -back games against this Washington team, and it's not to knock on Washington by any sense of the imagination. It's more so that Philadelphia has played a sizable amount of games without Joel Embiid, right? We saw this happen during the regular season right when Embiid was starting to cruise and he was the front-runner for most valuable player in the league. And if he didn't go out, I still stand by the fact that I think he would have won it. Nevertheless, this Philadelphia team was able to deal with that adversity in a decent manner. They were able to pick up the slack. And I get it's a different environment in the postseason in an elimination game for the opposing team, but they know how to work it against their opponents with Embiid not in the mix. And again, the reason I had this team coming out of the Eastern Conference is because they were such a deep squad, and you saw what they were able to do without Joel Embiid. So in my mind, it doesn't really scare me in any sense of what could happen in this round or even the next round either, which, you know, we kind of went into this yesterday when we didn't really know how big of an impact Joel Embiid's injury could be, and we still don't necessarily know. But as for this game tonight, I think the Sixers get the outright win. I'm not too bullish on wanting to lay the six in this spot because, again, we've seen Washington be able to have enough firepower offensively to keep up, and Embiid being out of the mix certainly eliminates a defensive presence on that side of the ball. So I think Washington may keep it close. I'm not going to be taking the six points. I'd rather lay it first before taking it with Washington. But overall, I do think Philadelphia gets the dub in this spot. Not going to be touching anything in terms of the spread. And, you know, with this total, again, it opened at about 230 and a half. I agree with the movement toward the under 229 and a half. So if you had any inclination of wanting to bet this total, I would probably go with that movement and look toward the under. Now, I know, you know, I always preach that this game of basketball is so volatile that every single point matters, and it does, especially when you're betting totals and spreads. But because it's not that big of a movement toward the under, just a point, I probably wouldn't hate still playing it at 229 and a half. Again, I'm someone who doesn't really touch on the totals that much this whole season, really. But in this game, if you're looking to go one way or the other, that's a direction I would probably lean toward in terms of the total. Obviously, Embiid being out is going to be a big loss offensively and on both sides of the ball. But more importantly, the pace may be slowed down just a tad bit. But I do think Philadelphia comes out, gets the dub, and we'll see what they're matched up with next week. I mean, starting assuming that the Hawks and Knicks series end somewhat soon. But even in that series, still give the slight edge to Philadelphia despite the absence of Joel Embiid. Once again, the show is Rush Hour, presented by Bet Rivers. Welcome in. I'm Danny Burke, your host, broadcasting live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook here in Des Plaines, Illinois, at the Rivers Casino on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. Tonight, Rick Kamla will be joining us in five minutes to talk some hoops. What is the impact of Joel Embiid going to have on the Sixers? That's kind of what we were just diving into a few moments ago. And then we'll have Derek Carty to talk some baseball, VEASAN contributor, ESPN, Roto-Grinders, and much more. We'll get into the analytics 
and really just all the good info that could help you get better tools and just a betting opportunity in terms of baseball. So excited to talk with Derek. We haven't had him on this season, so I'm looking forward to talking some baseball and different perspectives with Derek. Uh, but let's go back to the NBA like we were saying with this Wizards and Sixers game. Again, Philadelphia lane six in this spot. Not going to be touching it. I do think Philadelphia gets the outright win, but I'm a little bit more bearish when it comes to this spread. But let's kind of get an update now on the futures. We touched on this yesterday, unknowing what was going to be the official uh, diagnosis with Joel Embiid and his knee, but it's the slight right meniscus tear, or meniscus tear in his right knee. And, you know, we saw him, I think, at about, what, plus 375, plus 380, somewhere around there to come out of the East. But now they've gone down to 4-1 to one to come out of the Eastern Conference as Philadelphia. The Bucks are at plus 250. The Nets move up, beating the Boston Celtics. They go up to minus 143. I think they are about minus 125 yesterday. So they move up a considerable amount, and now they're minus 143. And rightfully so, I get it. Brooklyn is the clear front runner to come out of this conference, and I don't think they're going to have that many issues with Milwaukee. I'm sure they'll get a little bit banged up along the way, and it's not going to be the easiest series. That's why I still haven't lost faith in Philadelphia, because they have the most favorable path. So 4-1, to one, again, like I said yesterday, if you're not too scared about Joel Embiid's injury, this is probably the best price, you know, barring they lose tonight, that you're going to get on this Philadelphia team, and barring that Joel Embiid's injury isn't more significant I would get why you'd be a little bit hesitant because it's a looming issue with him and it's not something that's just going to completely go away. So I would understand that, but at the end of the day, still holding strong with Philly here with that favorable path that they have. And 4-1, to one, probably, again, going to be the best value you might get for a decent amount of time. Now, something else to note out there, we were talking with Matt Humans yesterday, and him and I were both leaning toward the Suns winning that game, and, well, they did so pretty easily. So we just kind of wanted to update some of these prices with the Lakers. Uh, and Western Conference, the Jazz are still the short shot, plus 160. Clippers, plus 260. Suns now 5-1, to one, and the Lakers are plus 650 to come out of the Western Conference. So those odds certainly have shifted. But if you want some double-digit odds with the Lakers, how about Los Angeles 12-1 to one to win the championship? Now, it doesn't necessarily surprise me that they're that low considering they're facing elimination and, you know, the status of Anthony Davis is certainly unknown but just something that is seldom seen with a LeBron James team, right? And so if you think they can come back in this series and that's all they need to do for the path to get them to the championship, 12-1, to 1, some great value with this Lakers team. Personally, I'm taking a pass on that. No, thank you. I don't want to touch anything with the Lakers as of this point, but something interesting to keep note of. And like we were talking about with humans yesterday, we were going to be curious what that series price was. So they're about plus 220, plus 230, right around that range, kind of where we guessed it would be. And we said, hey, I mean, you know, if Anthony Davis is going to be back in the mix, that would be a bet that's probably a great option to take because you're not going to get them as that big of a dog on a game-to-game -game basis, obviously. But, again, you know, rare opportunities you have with the LeBron James team. I think the Suns are going to get the job done, so I'm not going to end up playing it. But I do like that price. If, you want, if, you had, if you're telling me you're doing it, basically, I'm not going to argue against you. Just based on the pure value and the talent this Los Angeles team still has, it just seems strange to think that a LeBron James team could get eliminated this early in this type of fashion. So a lot of opportunities coming to you at Bet Rivers with some of these values when it's looking down at the futures in that market. So, again, keep your eye on that and keep an update on it because that is such a good, volatile market that if you get in at the right time, you can get a really good price and beat the book in a lot of these situations. 
Let's kind of, before we bring Rick on here, let's kind of preview some of these other games too. We talked about the Wizards and Sixers. Again, Philadelphia about a six-point favorite. Let me get you these updated lines on Atlanta and New York. Also looking a little bit forward to this game. Tip-off at about 6.30 p.m. Central Time. Now, this one, obviously, the series has been a lot of fun, right? I mean, you know, in terms of what we've seen on a game-to-game -game basis, it hasn't been necessarily, you know, back-to-back -back as some people might have thought. And Atlanta was a team that I leaned toward winning this series, but again, it, it was so close that I didn't want to touch it. And you're seeing, obviously, the same thing here in terms of the spread. Atlanta catching one, short total 208.5 like we've seen in so many spots in this series. And now let's bring on Rick to get his thoughts on it. Remember, you can follow Rick on Twitter at Rick Kamla Sports. And Rick, again, this series, you know, you and I talked about it before it even started. But what's kind of been your analysis on this series up to this point? And do you think Atlanta gets the job done tonight? They're catching one on the road. But it seems like New York really hasn't had an answer for that offense. I don't think the Atlanta Hawks are going to get it done tonight. Um, I, I think this is going to be a rally the troops, rally the city um, kind of you know, love fest at Madison Square Garden tonight. I think it's going to be a big garden party. I think it's going to be one last hurrah. Uh, and and I think, look, Barrett and Randall had their best games of the series in game four. They finally got their sea legs under them after three miserable games. They played really well on Sunday. Uh, so did Rose. The problem was the role players played like garbage. Uh, Reggie Bullock had zero points in 34 minutes. There were others that didn't perform well either. And, and so that math didn't work when you're at Atlanta and they're all feeling good and balling. Well, tonight, the role players for the New York Knicks are going to be feeling great. It's a tried and true adage of the NBA playoffs. Role players play better at home than they do on the road. And so I think it was 63 points for the big three-ish and 34 points for the others in game number four. That 34 is probably going to go to 50-55 tonight uh, with Bullock having 10 and, you know, multiple double-figure guys. Um, um, that aren't named Rose, Randall, and Barrett. So, uh, and, and I think, look, it, Atlanta's riding a high, and uh, but but you know, human nature sets in. You've got a three-one lead. You've got another home game in tow, and uh, and I don't know if the young, you know, Atlanta Hawks, in terms of their their top top players, are still young guys, real young guys. Um, I, I don't know if they can handle prosperity like that yet. So you add it all up, and I think the Knicks are going to win and cover the spread tonight. Yeah, you know. When you kind of look at the narrative side of it, too, I mean, New York being in the playoffs in such a long time and coming back at home facing elimination, it seems like the right move would be that New York would win this game. That's just typically what seems to happen in these situations. But do you think that almost sets up even better for a good betting opportunity in the next game with Atlanta going back home? Would you almost look to betting the Hawks then in the next game, or does it all depend on the momentum and type of play we see tonight from New York? I like them both. I'm in Florida. I can't bet. Uh, I'd have money on New York tonight if I could. And, uh, and so I, I really like the Knicks tonight. I really do. I think they're, I, like, there's not really a doubt in my mind, actually, that they're going to win this game. And obviously nobody is 100% accurate. You know, we're, we're not in touch with, uh, <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, the future. We can't plug into that. And oh, I guarantee I'm not guaranteeing anything. I just feel really good that the New York Knicks are going to win this game tonight. And I feel really good that the Atlanta Hawks are going to win the game on uh, whenever it is, uh, game six coming up here in a few days. Um, now, I don't know about the point spread, and I'm not even going to guarantee you that the Hawks maul uh, the New York Knicks like they did in game four. Um, assuming, like I am, the Knicks win tonight, they're going to be feeling good. And they're going to be, uh, you know, their gas tank's going to be filled back up. They're going to have confidence heading into Atlanta. And they, the role players might play better. And, uh, and, and so that may become a barn burner. And if the line is six, 
or five and a half or six and a half or something like that. I, I could see the Knicks, um, you know, losing a, a one possession game or a one and a half possession game and, and the Hawks, you know, eking out a really hard fought win. Um, all I know bottom line is I, I think Atlanta's winning game six because I think the New York Knicks are winning it tonight. I completely agree. If it goes to game six, I think Atlanta gets the job done. It might be a game better to jump in earlier rather than later in terms of the spread that I'm sure will be moving toward Atlanta until about tip-off. So that's our preview for the Knicks and the Hawks tonight. Again, that game tipping off in about 15 minutes or so. Rick, let's look later in the night, 8.30 p.m. Central Time tip-off. We got the Jazz in Salt Lake City taking on the Grizzlies. Utah looking to wrap things up, and they're laying nine in the hook tonight. And the total at about 226. That really hasn't moved whatsoever can Memphis at least keep it close in terms of the spread here at nine and a half? We're assuming that Utah gets a job done, but do you think Memphis makes it close? I don't. Um, I don't think they're going to get beat by 30 points like, you know, the Lakers did last night. But um, Utah has, has proven a lot to me in terms of, of Memphis has really come for their money, even in these last three games with Donovan Mitchell. And, you know, John Moran has a 47-point game in game two. Uh, you withstand run after run after run and win the game comfortably. Uh, you same things with, when you go to Memphis, right, for game three. And I get it. You're riding a high. Memphis is coming back. All right, well, game four is, is you know, the game where that home team really balls up their fist and, and a lot of time wins. They parlay the electricity of the home crowd and, and everybody plays better. And, you know, kind of like I'm talking with the Knicks tonight. It's, you know, a party in Memphis. And, uh, and, and they had uh, every design on that. Um, they were trending towards that. And what happened was Utah said, no, we are the number one team in the entire NBA. We are an awesome team, and we're going to flex on you. And anytime you make a run, we're going to have an answer, and we're going to keep you at arm's length. So for them to do that in back-to-back games in Memphis um, is very, very impressive. And, and to me, so now going back to Utah, they have the best home court advantage in the NBA. The only team in the NBA that can rival their home court advantage is, uh, is the Philadelphia 76ers. And that's statistically speaking. Now, when you watch the Garden tonight, you're going to feel every single fan in that joint. You're going to be like, this is the best home court. Well, you got to have the team to go with the advantage, right? Philly and Utah and the Embiid thing is different. But but Hull, uh, you know, they're number one in the West, number one in the East with a great home court advantage. That matters. That's tangible. And so I think tonight it's going to be, uh, uh, it, it's, it's going to be like the building is going to be just, uh, on fire and crazy in Utah. Every three, you know, every every nine-one run uh, that's banged with a timeout by Taylor Jenkins, the crowd is going to be going crazy. And I think I think the Utah Jazz are going to beat the the Memphis Grizzlies comfortably. I don't like the line at nine and a half, but I can't take Memphis in that situation. I know I'm getting a bunch of points, but I know that Utah is going to win the game handily and and convincingly. And so we're probably down to backdoor cover range for Memphis or. You know, maybe, uh, uh, you know, I don't know. But uh, but I, I like the Jazz a lot tonight. I don't like the number, but if I had to play it, I would lay the nine and a half with the home team. All right, so Rick looking to back the Utah Jazz tonight against the Grizzlies who have not have a or who have not had a favorable series up to this point. They've been exciting, but look, it's a young team. They'll be exciting years down the road, but this series just not looking like it's going to be going their way and tonight potentially as well. Let's preview this Mavericks and Clippers game then, Rick, because Los Angeles has all the momentum now in this series, especially with Luka now with the neck issue. How big of an impact do you think that's going to be, and what do you do with this game with a spread of 7.5 in favor of the Clippers? Yeah, I mean, you know, Paul's playing hurt. Uh, a lot of guys are playing hurt, and, and Luka's going to play hurt. And, you know, hopefully he doesn't aggravate it. 
Um, um, I believe there was an extra day off, uh, so two days off in between game, uh, what would it be, four and game five. Uh, I think, Luca, you know, the reports from Rick Carlisle and, and the Dallas reporters are saying that he's feeling better, and, uh, and that's encouraging. He's been, you know, it's been round-the-clock treatment and massage and the, the whole thing. So I think Luca's going to play better. He's also highly motivated because he played like garbage in game four, and he said, there's no excuses, man. I played like crap. I got to be better. So he's been doing some ball player soul searching here over the last couple of days. And I think that, you know, will lead to better play from him. Um, the Clippers still have not solved the riddle that is Luka Doncic. Okay. I think that his play dipped a little bit in Dallas because he was um, wounded and, and not able. I don't think it's anything that the Clippers did. I think that uh, Doncic just wasn't feeling right. So if he's feeling right tonight, and I think he will be, uh, I think he's going to go scorched earth on the Clippers again, uh, have a 30 point triple double. And, and be this unguardable, unstoppable force. And I do not trust the Los Angeles Clippers. I say it all the time on NBA radio, um, on my show Give and Go. I don't trust them at all. And I understand. I give them credit and I give them flowers for going into Dallas and winning two games. Very, very impressive. I did not think they were going to get that done. However, last year you were up 3-1 against Denver in the bubble and blew it. Okay? So I can't take anything for granted. Oh, yeah, they figured everything out. They got Dallas right where they want them. They got the series under control. How and why would I say that? The Clippers have given me no reason to believe that. And, and, uh, and think about this. Yeah, uh, the, the Clippers have not won a home game against the Mavericks this year. They're 0-3 at home against the Mavericks. They lost by 51 points on a Sunday during football season with, without Kawhi Leonard. 51 points. And, and then the, the last two games were in Dallas. And then, of course, game one and game two went to Dallas in L.A. So the Clippers have not beaten the Mavericks on their court yet, and it might happen tonight. But I'll tell you what, uh, I, I don't believe it'll happen by seven and a half points or whatever the, the most recent line is. Uh, but I see it right here, seven and a half. It may have changed a little bit. Um, there's no way. Like, I can see the Clippers winning this game tonight. That would not shock me, although it would surprise me, uh, based on their chokey pass. But uh, I, seven and a half, no way. I, I don't see them run away and hiding from Dallas, and then it comes down to a backdoor cover or not. No, 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 no. I think this is going to be a killer game, um, you know, down, down to the last possession. You know, maybe L.A. wins by five or something like that, but I don't see them winning by the eight to cover this spread. Yeah, this is what we saw in game one and game two. A lot of love on the spread, but the Mavericks obviously getting the outright win. Now, I'm kind of with you. I think the Clippers probably get the job done, but I think the spread may be a little bit too high. So that could just be an overreaction because of Luka and the momentum. But we'll see what happens down in Los Angeles. Again, Clippers lane seven and a half. Rick, I know you got a busy night to look forward to. We appreciate you taking some time. Oh, it's my pleasure, man. You guys uh, enjoy the games and good luck. Yes, sir. You as well. Absolutely. There he is, Rick Campbell. You can follow on Twitter at Rick Campbell Sports. Like he said, his show on Sirius XM NBA Radio, Give and Go. Great job covering the league and always love talking hoops, especially in the postseason with Rick. Very passionate tonight about a couple of those games. And I got to say, I mean, with that Hawks and Knicks one, it just feels like this is a spot that the Knicks are going to bounce back in, maybe, you know, get their hopes up a little bit. But then we'll be looking to bet Atlanta for game six. Really excited to see where that line's going to be at. Then he was saying with the Mavericks and the Clippers, Dallas catching seven and a half, looking for them to cover in this spot. Maybe Luka's not as banged up as a lot of people are leading, you know, for him or for you to believe. But this Mavericks team catching that amount of points on the road to start the series. They got the outright win, so maybe they keep it close again tonight. Of course, we'll get back into the NBA in about 20 minutes or so. But in between, let me give you a play in hockey tonight. How about the Canadians and Jets? Who's going to get the outright win? I'll tell you next here on Rush Up.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get 
the most out of all odds with Bet Rivers. Daily hometown discounts on boots on your favorite teams only at your hometown sportsbook. And to make your experience even more rewarding, Bet Rivers offers the most live streams of major sports, along with those instant payouts and only one time playthrough. Offer valid in Illinois only, must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Not valid for any participant of the Illinois Gaming Board statewide voluntary self exclusion program. Get a hold of the Daily Hometown Discount. Once again, check it out, BetRivers.com. Speaking of BetRivers, get a 20% live profit boost every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Plenty of opportunities to do so tonight with ongoing NBA action this evening, baseball, and, of course, hockey, which we'll get into right now here on Rush Hour. I'm Danny Burke, your host, broadcasting live out of the BetRivers Sportsbook here in Des Plaines, Illinois, at the Rivers Casino. Again, looking at the big screen here, Washington out to an early lead, 24-17 to 17 over Philly. So live profit boost potentially on the Sixers could be a good play. But as we said, let's get into the ice action tonight with some hockey. The Jets and Canadians, this game about to drop puck in about 10 minutes or so. Winnipeg up to minus 155 as the favorite on the money line. Montreal, they're catching plus 133. This total at 5.5 shaded pretty heavily to the under, minus 139. You recall yesterday we were previewing this game, and I was saying, you know, Winnipeg's probably a bet I'm going to make, and this line's going to move. So if you want to get in on it, better to take it sooner rather than later. And I snagged it at about minus 131. Again, now it's up to minus 155. So this is game one of the series in the second round. Jets haven't played since May 24th. Montreal has played uh, on May 31st. Carey Price going to be taking the net. For the Canadians versus the Jets this season, he was 2-2, two two, three goals against average, and a 90% save percentage. In the postseason, in that first series, went 4-3 with a 2.24 goals against average and a 93% save percentage. However, Connor Hellebuck uh, versus Montreal has done pretty solid so far, or really just did really solid throughout the season. 6-3 with a 2.6 goals against average and a 92% save percentage. And in this postseason, even better because Hellebuck, you know, he was a little bit volatile throughout the course of this season for the Jets, but during this postseason against the Oilers, obviously they swept. So he went 4-0 with a 1.60 goals against average and a 95% save percentage along with one shutout. So Winnipeg, despite having a lot of time off, we were discussing this game with Dan Rosen. He likes Winnipeg here. I, too, like Winnipeg in this spot. Again, I snagged it at about minus 131. It's up to minus 155, which certainly is steep, especially for game one of a series. But if you've been following along, I mean, you know how I've really been fading Montreal in so many aspects this season. And, you know, we're riding our 15-game NHL win streak, and hopefully we can get another loser from the Canadians in the sense that they're giving us the winner because we just faded up so many times this year. So I'm rolling with Winnipeg. Hopefully we keep our streak going. I like the Jets in this spot. If you're comfortable with laying about minus 155, then absolutely I still love the Jets in that spot. But it is getting steep, so if you're – Kind of thinking it's a little bit too high to understand. You can obviously look in other directions like the puck line. You're getting plus 170 value with the Jets. But it could be a little bit closer game in this first game matchup in the series. I'm a little bit hesitant in that kind of regard. So overall, I would just go money line. If you're comfortable laying it, think Winnipeg's the play. And that's the one I'm making tonight on the ice. Let's go ahead and preview the later game with Colorado and Vegas. Man, the Avalanche stopped down, uh, stomped down the Golden Knights in game one, seven to one. Now, will that happen again? Probably not. You hope not if you're a VGK backer and or a fan or if you have a futures ticket on the Golden Knights such as we uh, do on the show here. And look, VGK is catching plus 165, so I would get the argument saying that VGK has some good value there. 
because of how good this team has been and still can be despite how dominant the Avalanche have been. And minus 195 is a little bit too steep to lay for my liking. It's total at five and a half. The one angle I would look at actually, I'd be going over five and a half if anything. I didn't officially play it. We were also talking about this game with Dan Rosen yesterday. He liked the total going over. And I tend to agree. And it is shaded more toward the under at minus 112. And it's not just because the first game, you know, had eight total goals. I do think VGK plays better defensively, puts up a little bit more action themselves offensively. But I think over five and a half would be the one angle I would seek out in this spot. I don't have enough confidence to think that the Golden Knights win this game. They're probably going to drop it, to be quite honest with you. But realistically, if you don't want to you know, lay that much and you just don't think VGK has that good of a spot, maybe look toward the total going over 5.5. That would be the only route I would take in this later game matchup on the ice tonight with Colorado and Vegas. But again, we are rolling with the best bet on the ice tonight. We are going with the Jets over the Canadiens, laid about minus 131. It's up to minus 155 now, but hopefully we get a dub out of Winnipeg this evening. As always, best of luck if you tail with our play in hockey, looking to extend ourselves to a 16-game NHL winning streak. All right, more action, though, when it comes to bets. Let's go back to the NBA. A few props I like tonight, one that we went on last week. Let's repeat that and get another winner. I'll tell you what it is next. NBA playoffs are here, and our experts are covering every angle to find betting edges for you. Decent hockey expert Andy McNeil is tracking all the NHL action, and our senior NBA analyst Jonathan Von Tobel has all the hoops insights. Our experts and the entire VEASAN team give you all the tools to make the most out of every single bet on the playoffs, including odds and analysis for every single game, all available at VEASAN.com, including our daily members-only best bet emails. Now is the perfect time to cash in on the playoffs, so sign up for your 10-day free trial at vsin.com slash subscribe. Welcome back in to VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. The show is Rush Hour. I'm Danny Burke, your host, broadcasting live out of the Bet River Sportsbook. Seats are filled up here with plenty of postseason action going on right now. Looking to the right, we got Philly and Washington already underway. The Wizards out to an early lead, 27-23. Hockey to look forward to like we were just hitting in the last segment. And Derek Cardi still to come on our show tonight. We'll be talking some baseball as well. How about them Red Hawk Cubbies sweeping the Padres? Exciting times here in the Chicagoland area for both the White Sox and the Cubs. So plenty of baseball action to look forward to in about 20 minutes or so. But let's go back to the NBA because it is time for Prop Shelf where we kind of seek out the top props in the hardwood this evening. But first, let's kind of tee it up and preview once again the matchup in Los Angeles between the Clippers and the Mavericks. L.A. laying 7.5. They're minus 335 on the money line, plus 265 on the buyback for Dallas. Series knotted up at two apiece. And, you know, like we were talking about with Rick, 7.5 may seem a little bit too steep in this spot. 217.5 is where we're seeing this total. Uh, no real thoughts one way or the other on the total for me. But with the spread, I, I tend to agree with Rick. It seems like 7.5 may be a little bit too much considering, one, it's hard to trust this Clippers team in any sense. 
two, Dallas, you know, maybe they're not getting enough respect with the spread. And three, maybe Luka's injury isn't as bad as we're leading it to believe. So seven and a half, a little bit too steep to want to lay. If anything, I would take it. I do think the Clippers get the outright win. But because of my uncertainty all around, you know the route I'm going to be taking. I'm going with a prop in this game. Then let's go with our boy Tim Hardaway Jr., who we cashed in on Friday night. Over three point, or over two and a half three-point field goals made is what we cashed in on this past Friday. Looking to do the exact same tonight. And now here's the great thing. So I can't remember what we laid exactly. It might have been upwards to minus 150 to go over two and a half. But now since he went 0-4 from beyond the arc in game four, it, come, it came down to minus 127 for the over. So I laid minus 127 for Hardaway to go over two and a half three-point field goals made. Because look, just to revisit it, if you missed our analysis on Friday, half of his shots are coming from beyond the arc this postseason. And he's making 58% of them so far in this series. The Clippers are allowing the Mavericks specifically to shoot about 46% from the three-point range this postseason series compared to them only allowing opponents to shooting 36% during the regular season. So it's a smaller sample size, yes, but you know if you've been betting this every time, certainly you've been making some money on Tim Hardaway Jr. Game one went five and nine from the three-point mark. Game two, six of eight. Game three, four of six. And like we mentioned, game four, bad performance, 0 of four from beyond the arc. So he's averaging about four three-point field goals made on just over seven attempts against the Clippers in all of the games that he's played against them so far this year being seven. Because in the regular season, he went three of seven in one game, five of nine in another, and then four of eight in another matchup. So in every single game except one, which was game four, he has gone over two and a half three-point field goals made. Six out of seven for the whole year, three out of four for this playoff series. Now, the Mavericks' whole offense got shut down in this past game, so obviously they got to step it up. And if Luka's injury really is going to be a bother, a guy like Timmy Hardaway is going to have to step up to the plate. And for the fact that you're only laying minus 127 compared to about minus 150 in the game prior, I'm rolling with it again. I think you get a bounce-back performance from Hardaway Jr. from beyond the arc. So I played Tim Hardaway Jr. over two-and-a-half three-point field goals made at minus 127. All right, let's, uh, let's keep it in this game because... This next player, you know, it's not one that I officially bet, but I think this is a kind of good angle to look at. And typically we've been looking at overs. For props in general, we do dabble with the unders, but specifically in the postseason, we've really been focusing in on props that we could go over with. Here's one that I think he could go the opposite direction. What about Marcus Morris? His points prop tonight at 12 and a half. Now, during the regular season, Morris was the guy who chucked up about 13.4 points per game during the regular season. So not too shabby, but... During this postseason series, he's only averaging nine points per game in this matchup. Now, game one, he had four points. Game two, nine points. Game three, 15 points. So, a solid performance in game three. But then game four went back to scoring just nine points. 53% of his shots come from beyond the arc. He's making only 33% of them. Dallas is allowing opponents to shoot just 37% from three. And he scored during the regular season games. He did do okay against the Mavericks. Scored 11 in one, 14 in the other. But overall, he's been held under to this mark in four out of six games and three out of four in this series. Would much rather go to the under with Marcus Morris than I would with the over. So if you have a little bit more conviction than I do, I think looking toward Marcus Morris under 12 and a half points at minus 113 may be a solid look because if he stays under it again, I'm sure this number is going to get adjusted to maybe 11 and a half or the odds are just going to be shifted more heavily in favor of the under. So that's the action I'm looking forward to with the Clippers and the Mavericks. Again, Tim Hardaway Jr. over two and a half three-point field goals made is the one that I'm officially playing. Uh, let's take a look at the other matchup, though, tonight with Utah and Memphis. 
This one, you know, is something that I, full disclosure, I did put a little bit of money on it, but it's not something that I wanted to release as an official play because the reason I played this more so is because I do think it is a good look with Rudy Gobert and his points profit 14 and a half. But more importantly, it's because there's a big discrepancy in terms of the odds if you shopped around. Now, Bet Rivers was offering a great number for his over 14 and a half at even money. The unders minus 127, and I do lean toward the over. And for the fact that you could get even money compared to other books that maybe had minus 120, minus 125, I thought it was a great look because he's averaging 16 points per game in this series up to this point. And game one scored 11 points. That was the lone loss this Utah team has had thus far. Game two, he bounced back with 21. Game three, 15. Game four, 17 points. Regular season, he scored 25 in a matchup against Memphis, then 16, then 8 respectively. So he's gone over this mark in 5 out of 7 games overall versus the Grizzlies this year. And again, 16 points per game against his squad. Because look, 95% of his shots are coming at the rim. You know he's not going to venture out from 4 feet from the bucket. He's making 81% of them in this postseason series. Seldom do the shot opportunities come, but when he has them, he makes the most of it. The Grizzlies are allowing opponents to make 66.4% of their shots at the rim. And look, the biggest thing here is when the Jazz go, Rudy Gobert goes. It kind of, you know, it doesn't necessarily, you know, all circulate around him. But when he can get a lot of the looks down at the rim and especially getting opportunities from the charity stripe, Rudy Gobert is going to get you over that number of 14 and a half. And again, because of the value that was at Bat Rivers for, over, uh, for the over being even money, I put a little bit on it. So not an official play, but... If you do want to make that bet, I think that's a good look in that matchup between the Grizzlies and the Jazz. So as always, best of luck if you're taking any of our bets this evening. Let's get some more bets, except on the diamond tonight, Derek Hardy going to give us a few looks coming up next as we wrap up another edition of Rush Hour. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, 
You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. out of all odds with Bet Rivers daily hometown discounts on boost on your favorite teams only at your hometown sportsbook to make your experience even more rewarding Bet Rivers offers the most live streams of major sports instant payouts and only one time playthrough offer valid in Illinois only must be 21 or older gambling prompt call 1-800-GAMBLER not valid for any participant of the Illinois Gaming Board statewide voluntary self-exclusion program once again daily hometown discounts all available BetRivers.com all right, welcome back to it. The show is Rush Hour here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Danny Burke, your host. At Danny Burke 5 is where you can follow me on Twitter, at VEASAN Live for the Vegas Stats and Information Network. We've pretty much covered it all tonight regarding the NHL. We're rolling with the Jets for our bet on the ice. Some props in the NBA with Rick Hamlin. We're looking at just the overall games as well. But now let's go to the diamond, hit some baseball with Derek Hardy, who does a phenomenal job covering baseball analytically, which we always love to dive into. You know, we look at the advanced metrics with XFIP, left on base, percentage whip, all that good stuff. And Derek does such a great job at handicapping from that perspective. So, uh, Derek, we appreciate you taking some time. I want to get right into it because I got plenty to ask you in terms of the game tonight and just overall betting strategies. Let's start with this matchup between Houston and Boston. Now, the Astros look like they're getting some love on the money line. Minus 135 at the opener, up to minus 148. They've taken control of this series right now, winning the first two games. And, you know, you're getting Valdez, who's looking to get a second appearance tonight against Pavetta. How do you think this one shapes out? Do the Astros get the job done yet again? 
All right, so we're losing Derek right now. We'll work on his audio just a second. But again, kind of just to get a little bit deeper into this game. So like I was saying, the Astros, we talked about this game yesterday. One that wasn't an official play, but strongly leaned that way because it was a spot that really liked the pitching matchup. And, you know, that came to fruition being Boston only had one run. But also a game where the market really moved in favor of Houston, which I alluded to already in this spot, minus 135 up to minus 148. This total at 9 Shaded to the under minus 113, but you look at Valdez again, you know, the reason that I'm probably not electing to play this game is because I like a larger sample size when I'm back in a pitcher. That's kind of my thing. I, I really want these statistics and trends to really be available to me so I have a little bit more confidence. And Valdez in his first appearance, not too bad, but, you know, you look at Pavetta, he's 6-0 and with the Red Sox as of this point. Now, we don't only want to look at the win-loss record. Look at a guy like Flaherty where, you know, he's been absolutely dominant, but the underlying metrics don't really appear that way. 3.86 ERA for Pavetta, but the important number, like we kind of just already teased, XFIP. And his XFIP's at 4.34, the true indicator of what his ERA realistically is or should be. And then his whip, not too bad at 1.27. But again, I think this is a spot where you're getting the momentum from Houston, you like the hitting that they've had as of this point. And again, Pavetta maybe not as good as the ERA and the win-loss record is leading you to believe. So I get the movement toward the Astros a little bit too steep there at minus 148. So that's probably why I wouldn't elect to play this game. But I do agree and understand why the market would be moving toward Houston here. Looking to make it three in a row against the Red Sox tonight. Again, that game first pitch you're going to be seeing in about 15 minutes or so. Then let's take a look at another game tonight here. Rangers and Rockies. Coors Field, baby, you know we're going to be seeing a high total here. Ten and a half was the opener. It's ticked up now to 11, minus 108 to the over if you think runs will come into plenty, as they typically do at Coors Field. You're getting Jordan Lyles taking the bump for Texas. Antonio Senzatella, always a fun guy to fade no matter what season it is, it seems. And look, the Rockies, they beat the Rangers last night 3-2 to two in 11 innings. And Senzatella, he's 1-5 this year. 4.97 ERA and a 4.65 XFIP. I just kind of chuckle here because it just seems like you can never trust to back this guy whatsoever. He's got a 1.46 whip, but Lyles hasn't been anything trustworthy deeming as well. I mean, he's 2-4 and four with a 5.79 ERA, 4.50 XFIP, and a 1.50 whip. So you understand why the total's moving up here because of these pitchers, because of where they're playing. And both of these teams just really sloppy and hard to bet one way or the other. It's basically a pick at this point. Slight lean to the Rangers on the line, minus 110. But that game's just a really tough one to handicap unless you're going with the total, which the over seems like it could be the appropriate move. But uh, let's get a little bit deeper into this game with Derek Carty. Looks like we got back on the line. And uh, Derek, hopefully we got you there now. But I was kind of just getting into this Rockies and Rangers game, a matchup where two pitchers who have not been that solid, total up to 11. How do you look to handicap this game down at Coors Field? Yeah, I mean, like you said, it looks like a toss-up. I think the line is more or less fair. If you if you squint, maybe there's a little bit of a little bit of action you could take on the Rockies. I think Antonio Senzatella is is a better pitcher than his reputation. You know, he's the kind of classic Coors pitcher that his numbers look worse because he pitches in Coors. And obviously, he's in Coors tonight, but he's against a bad Texas offense. And uh, you know, if I was gonna pick a side here, I think it would be the Rockies. But it looks it looks pretty close to me. All right, then, Derek, let's go back to the game that we were originally bringing up with Houston and Boston. I'm curious your thoughts on this one because the Astros have had a hold of Boston these past two games in this series thus far. They're up to minus 148 on the money line. This total we're seeing at about nine. How do you figure this one goes down in H-Town? 
Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, one negative 148 now is a lot. Early in the day, I was very much on the Astros. Uh, we've seen the money line kind of creeping a little bit. They seem like the best bet to me, even at, even at the, the line you just said. I think that is totally fine. Um, you know, not a lot of value on the, the real late games tonight, but the Astros are the one pick if I was going to pick a money line. Uh, they, yeah, they look the best to me. I, I think Boston is just, Boston is one of the most overperforming offenses this year. Um, I, I'm very much on the Astros. Yeah, and again, that's that's what I was going to say, too. I mean, Boston has had their highlights, certainly, to start this year, but it seems like they're kind of resorting back to the mean. And I guess the reason why, you know, I wouldn't touch it as at this point is, you know, it's not that I'm not willing to lay up to minus 148, but a thing that kind of keeps me a little bit hesitant here, Derek, is when you're getting a newer pitcher like Valdez, who's only had four innings pitched so far this season, do you take that into account more so than other pitchers? Because I like to look at a larger sample size when I'm backing a guy versus another. But is that something that, you know, makes you shy away a little bit or do you not consider it as much? I think you have to consider it. You know, Valdez is still not completely built up. He'll probably be limited to, I would think, around 85 or so pitches tonight. But there's a good bullpen behind him. And even though his sample size this year is fairly small and we don't know, you know, 100% that he's back to who he used to be, we do have a good historical track record of Valdez. And he is, you know, he, he's a good pitcher. So I have no, no issues kind of putting the money on him tonight. All right, Derek, then let's move on to Los Angeles. The Dodgers hosting the Cardinals. Cardinals actually got the dub last night, 3-2. to two. The Dodgers got the victory the night before, 9-4. to four. And it's shaping to be another good spot for Los Angeles tonight with Walker Buehler on the mound. Opposing him is Carlos Martinez, always kind of a guy that's a little bit tough to put your money on, and we're seeing that being reflected by the money line. Dodgers up to minus 265. They opened minus 215. If you want to go with the run line, you're still laying minus 118. This total at about 8, shaded slightly to the under. To me, this has Dodgers written all over it, but again, it's a tough price to lay one way or the other. Uh, how would you look? You know, I know you said not that great a value with these later gains, but if you had to go one way or the other, which would it be for this matchup? If I was going to go one way or the other, it would be the Cardinals. Carlos Martinez is not the pitcher he used to be by any stretch of the imagination. He's volatile. You know, anything can happen with him. Um, but I just think just based on what the odds are, like, yeah, the Dodgers are most likely to win this game. Yeah, they should be a heavy favorite. I think they're probably slightly too heavy of a favorite uh, based on based on the way I have the game projected, but it's really not that far off. Yeah, and again, I mean, minus 265, impossible really to lay in any baseball game, no matter how dominant you know one team is versus the other in the pitching matchup. So again, if I was going with the Dodgers, I'd probably go minus 118, but can't disagree with you trying to get value of over 2-1 to one odds as the dog with the Cardinals. Uh, let's go to another game, though. Again, you know, this one may be a little bit more narrow in terms of the spread, but you're still laying a decent price if you want to go with the favorite. Oakland up to minus 159 on the road against the Mariners. Manaya taking the bump. The Southpaw this year, 3-2 and two with a 3.86 ERA. Pretty solid exit, but 3.62. Flexen on the other side has not been that sound to back so far. 4.52 xFIP. Again, the Mariners catching plus 135. This total we see at 8. Any thoughts one way or the other on this one? Do you see value with the dog potentially? This is a game I'd stay away from entirely. They are basically handicapped exactly the way I would I would do it myself. I think it's a negative EV bet on either side. You know, Manaya is a good pitcher. Um, Flexen has been a lot better since coming back over from uh, from the KBO, but the you know the market has this one pretty much exactly right. 
All right, Derek, and then before we let you go, how about just some general betting tips or advice that you've really seeked out so far in this season that you can offer to more novice bettors? Uh, we got about a minute left, but what are some trends that have really made headways in your betting thus far? I mean, really the best thing I can say to new bettors is to shop around, find the best lines. That's going to add up to a lot of extra edge over time. And look at the player prop markets, especially if you're new, especially if you haven't been like limited yet or anything like that. Um, you know, look at the player props. Don't be afraid to bet unders because a lot of times those lines are kind of juiced to, you know, expect people to bet the overs. So a lot of value is going to be on those unders. Derek Cardi, ladies and gentlemen, you can follow him on Twitter at Derek Cardi. Catch him contributing to VEASAN, ESPN, Fantasy, MLB Analyst, Roto Grinders, and much more. Derek, as always, we appreciate you taking some time, my friend. Best of luck with those bets tonight. We're looking forward to catching up again soon. All right. Thanks so much. There he is, Derek Cardi, talking some baseball. Love getting into the analytics of it. And again, you know, this late slate, not the most favorable in terms of betting. If he had the strongest conviction, looks like it would be Houston up to minus 148 tonight against the Red Sox. I agree with him in that sense, but also the Dodgers. I know he was looking with the Cardinals for the value at plus 220, but if you're not shy about laying a price with the run line, minus 118 for L.A., Walker Buehler's been a stud at Carlos Martinez. I don't trust whatsoever. That's probably the other route that I would look as well in terms of baseball. But aside from that, we do have a couple bets that we had already underway. Obviously, our hockey matchup, we rolled with the Jets, minus 131 against the Canadians. But in terms of basketball tonight, let's go Clippers and let's go Mavericks. Tim Hardaway Jr. got us a dub on Friday night. We're doing the same bet with a little bit better value, minus 127 for the over two-and-a-half three-point field goals made, hoping for a bounce-back performance from Tim Hardaway Jr. As always, best of luck if you tail. Thanks to our guests. Thanks to everybody for tuning in. We'll catch up again tomorrow for another edition of Rush Hour right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Take care. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.